as you grow your business and continue to attract new customers, because that you know is the hardest part is getting that customer or the person to become a first-time customer, you want to make sure you're setting yourself up for success in the long run of your business by retaining those customers, by giving them some sort of a good experience. Because just thinking about how that can compound over time, if you're retaining a large percentage of your customers, if you're making them happy, and then they're also sharing that experience with other people. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out this podcast. I'm so happy you're here. If you have not left a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, would you please take a moment out of your day to do so? I would really, really appreciate it. (laughs) I love reading your reviews. I love getting your feedback. I especially love when you send me DMs saying you listen to the podcast. It totally makes my day and I am so happy you are here. Today on the show, I have a guest that you are just going to love. Her name is Whitney Zimmerman. She is a packaging and brand designer. I connected with her on Instagram a few months ago, and I've just been obsessed ever since I met her. So you guys are just going to love this episode. Let me introduce you to Whitney, and then we'll dive into the episode. Whitney Zimmerman is the founder of Wild Hive Studio. Wild Hive is a strategic brand and packaging studio for e-commerce businesses and their impactful products. She has eight years of industry experience, two cats at her feet, and a passion for helping e-commerce businesses create stunning branding and packaging so they can get noticed, connect with their customers, and sell more with ease. Hi, Whitney. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. It is, I'm just been looking forward to this all week. I'm so excited to talk with you. I have been too. Ever since we connected on Instagram, I've been like stalking everything you do because it's so interesting (laughs) and so cool. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Same. Yeah. So why don't we start by telling everyone listening who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I'm Whitney. I'm the founder of Wild Hive, which is like my branding and packaging design studio. So we specialize in helping product-based businesses reach their goals through packaging. That is really cool. How did you get started doing packaging design? So I started, um, like when I first started my design career, I started working for a lot of corporate retail companies and got transferred over to their packaging design department, found out that I absolutely loved doing packaging design Uh, And then once I decided to start my own business, I was able to use all of those valuable skills to continue working for some big brands. I still do some corporate related work, but I wanted to bring all that knowledge to really help the smaller business space. Yeah, that's really interesting. I know I saw on your website that you you work with Justice or you have in the past. Yeah, I worked with them for their beauty packaging department. That was so much fun. Oh, I bet that would be fun. They seem like a fun brand. <laughs> yeah, they they were just great people. I loved working for them. Great company and great brand. <laughs> what kind of small businesses do you work with now? So I still do a lot of stuff in the beauty space. I've done like jewelry brands, 
like vegan beauty brands. And currently I'm working on some other stuff that's more like it's a little bit more like the justice stuff. So it's a little bit towards like the kids market, which is really exciting, but I can't say too much about that just yet (laughs) until it launches. Nice. So you really have like a big variety of clients, which is really fun. Yeah. It's fun to switch it up, right? It's fun to keep things interesting and keep like adapting your skill set to different industries. Yeah. Right now I'm working with two home decor, like kind of boutiques where they have a lot of different things, but mostly home decor. And I just absolutely love it. (laughs) Except I'm going to go broke. (laughs) Because I'm gonna buy everything. <laughs> right. That is like that seriously is the hardest part because as soon as you like do some design work, then you're like, well, I, I mean I should. I just should support them and buy their stuff. And and then it's hard to stop. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like sometimes packaging is an afterthought. Mm-hmm. A lot of business owners really focus on their product and then they don't necessarily think about how they're gonna send it out, how it's gonna look. Do you find that to be true? Yes, definitely. And I I mean I get that because when you're, especially when you're first starting out with a product-based businesses, there's so much that you have to do. And especially I found in the beauty space, just coming up with like the formulas for their products takes so long that it, you really can't think about anything past getting the product done and like ready to send out and start selling. But it really is very important and can oftentimes make or break a business in terms of like longevity is love to Mm -hmm. change that and make packaging less of an afterthought. Yeah. What other mistakes do you feel like business owners make with their packaging? I've seen, I mean, you know, of course there's like DIY mistakes. I've seen a lot of people try and make their packaging on Canva or they kind of get confused during the process because there's a lot of terms in the packaging world and you kind of need to be able to design your packaging onto a die line in order to get it printed. So that can be a whole confusing process. But again, with the design, you know, all DIY mistakes aside, like you could create something really beautiful by yourself. But at the end of the day, what I like to infuse into my clients' packaging design is a level of strategy because it's, I just don't believe that it's good enough to look pretty. I think you're, you know, you're all of the aesthetics that play into your brand, they need to be working together with a purpose. So they need to be saying a certain message, attracting a certain type of person. And, you know, not everyone thinks about that. I think a lot of people outside of the design space think about their own personal preferences first, rather than what their customer might be attracted to. Yes. I feel like that's the same in web design. Like some Mm -hmm. people want a really pretty website, but it also has to do its job. And I think people forget about that strategy piece and why we put different things on, like say on your homepage, because the consumer needs these things and you really have to put the consumer first. And I can definitely see how that is a big piece of packaging design. Yeah. It has to look pretty because you want to catch their eye, but it also needs to have the pieces Mm -hmm. of like information that the consumer also needs. Right. Right. It's not just about looking professional and showing up like a professional business. It's about getting those sales and using your website and your packaging design as a powerful tool for your business. Yeah. And they really all work together when it starts with branding. So Mm -hmm. along with packaging, you do branding also. Yes. Yes, I do. Because the strategy usually starts before the brand design process. And then, you know, the packaging is your extension of your brand. Absolutely. So is your website. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's an extension of your brand. What yeah. do you really like start with when it comes to branding? Like how do you figure out all the strategy behind it? Well, we start with a conversation. So I usually sit on a one-on-one strategy kickoff call with my clients. I go through a series of questions um, and we really just have a nice conversation until we feel like we've gotten to the root of who the audience is. So kind of like, you know, what their demographics are, how they make their purchasing decisions, where they're spending the most time on social media, like which platforms they're on, what they go to those platforms to do, to look for things like that and how we're going to attract them to buy, like buy the product. So whether they're emotional buyers or they're really meticulous, logical buyers where they like to research everything first, um, all those things play a really important role into, you know, the price point of your product and what your packaging needs to communicate to the customer. Yes. That's so important. You shared with me, like there are like three key ingredients to a buzzworthy packaging experience. Can we go over those now? Yes. Okay. So the three key ingredients of buzzworthy packaging experience, it is that it's first has to be memorable So that is all about getting noticed, getting the attention of people online. That's your first step. Then after you get noticed, you want to make sure that your emotional, your packaging is creating an emotional experience that it's helping you connect with your consumer on a deeper level. And then once they've connected with you, they're going to be inspired to share your product. So that's number three, making sure your packaging is shareable. So when your customer is super satisfied with the product you've offered them and they feel connected to your brand. They can then look at your beautiful packaging and, you know, throw it up on an Instagram story, make a TikTok about it, or just tell their friends and family about it because that's all free advertising at the end of the day. (laughs) Yes. This week I got my first order of a subscription box I just signed up for. It's the Mama Needs subscription. The owner, Jen, is going to be on the podcast in a few weeks. But when I got my box and I opened it finally, and I'm, what am I supposed to do with this box now? I can't throw it away. It's too pretty. (laughs) I can't save it because my daughter is a hoarder. And if she sees me saving a box, then she'll think she needs hit boxes. I'm like trying to hide it because it's so pretty and I don't know what to do with it. Oh my gosh. I'm in the same boat. (laughs) I know on Instagram, you've shared some brands that have really great, like memorable, noteworthy packaging. Could you quickly like rattle off a couple so people could check them out? Yeah. So I recently got a gift box from, it's not a subscription, but it's like, you know, where there's curated boxes of a bunch of other beautiful products. And I did like a case study on Instagram. So they're called Box Box. It's an awesome gifting service that also is pretty eco-friendly. I also love Curology. I did a Curology case study that's like, you know, skincare. Care. They have a great packaging and unboxing experience. And I recently also shared or in the process of sharing more about a brand that I did as one of my clients from last year. They are a vegan nail serum called Kokar. So that's K-H-O-K-H-A-R. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys listening want to check out Whitney's Instagram where she shares these case studies and then you can find her website, which we will have the website in the show notes and the link to Instagram, but you can find her on Instagram at the wild hive studio. She has a beautiful Instagram feed and she shares really interesting like reels and videos about packaging. You, everyone's going to love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. <laughs> so I think my next question is 
investing in packaging, that's really going to hit those three key ingredients. I mean, it's not going to come cheap. You're not going to be able to DIY Mm -hmm. it on Canva. Not saying it's not worth it, but how does a business owner see that comeback? Like what's the, what's like the ROI? What's the impact it has on sales? So packaging, you know, just like getting a brand refresh or getting a website up and running, it's kind of a long game. It's really important because if you think about it, like, let's say you invest in packaging and you, I often tell like new business owners, you don't have to go like crazy upfront because it is expensive, but do something like definitely do like one thing that Mm -hmm. will help make your brand memorable. Because as you grow your business and continue to attract new customers, because that, you know, is the hardest part is getting that customer or the person to become a first time customer. You want to make sure you're setting yourself up for success in the long run of your business by retaining those customers, by giving them some sort of a good experience. Because just thinking about how that can compound over time, if you're retaining a large percentage of your customers, if you're making them happy, and then they're also sharing that experience with other people. So I think that's where, yeah, have seen or heard a lot of people talk about having a big return on investment is really in that like customer satisfaction space, having it, you know, accumulate over time so that people really start to talk about your brand and generate buzz, you know, about your brand online and in their local groups of people. Mm-hmm. I can really see that. I'm thinking about this clothing company where instead of like using those like plastic things that they insert, they just use safety pins, like cute safety pins. And mm-hmm. it's like such a tiny little thing, but it feels fancier. <laughs> so like you yes. feel like it's okay to pay a little more for the clothes because they're a little fancier. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like you're participating in the experience, uh, especially like in the e-commerce space. I feel like when you receive something kind of like your subscription box and it's like so beautifully packaged, you kind of feel cared about. Like you feel mm-hmm. like, hey, this brand put in the extra time or the extra money to give me this really beautiful kind of emotional experience because we get super excited about these products and how beautiful they look that, I mean, that connection, it just comes really naturally. Yeah, absolutely. One of my clients is a candle company and they really like talk about reusing the candle vessels. And so when you buy a candle, they send a tiny little packet of like wildflower seeds. And I think it's so cute. You know, it's like just this little piece of their packaging that makes you think about them for a long term because it's like, well, once this candle's over, then I get to use these seed packets. Yes. And it feels really special. And it like really ties back in with your core values of like not wasting this vessel mm-hmm. and reusing all these things. So I think there's a lot of small things people can do with their packaging to really elevate the experience customers get, especially in that e-commerce atmosphere, because you definitely want to feel different than when, you know, we get a package from Amazon and it's just in a plastic bag. In fact, last week I got a, I ordered a sweater from Amazon and it wasn't even in like an Amazon bag. It was just like in a clear bag. And I'm like, oh, they just didn't even care. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I saw, I like ordered, I don't even know what it was some sort of like gym, like home gym equipment. It came in a clear plastic plastic bag. And then they like randomly like included this little card, which was like, I could kind of see like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to include some sort of like cool packaging, but the clear plastic bag in the standard Amazon box, I was like, it's not gonna 
it's not going to tiny little cards, not going to cut it personally for me as a consumer. Yeah. I feel like small businesses have this really great opportunity to connect with their customers mm-hmm. in a way that those businesses don't. Yes. And, and taking your packaging and making it experience is one of those ways you can do that. Because I, I know, cause I've helped clients get their products to Amazon. They have very strict regulations about how your product can be. But when someone shops from your website, you can give them that little extra and it feels really, really special. And it makes them love you. And it makes them tell your friends about you. Like I wanted to, I'm telling my sister about the subscription box. I'm like, you're going to love this box. Sign up for it. Yes. Yeah. And it gives, I mean, I think I, I honestly, like even when other people tell me things, I'm like, I'm like writing them down on my phone because it's like, oh, that gift, like that, like tea, I think there was like a tea subscription box. I was like, I definitely have to give that to my sister for Christmas next year. Yeah. Uh, you know, like she would, you know, cause you're kind of, you're piecing it together. of Like who would love what, because it is so, it feels so special and it feels so cool and mm-hmm. thoughtful. So when I was asking you about how people can get their return and you said that they can start small, they don't have to do the whole thing, the whole shebang at the beginning. Can you give us an example of something someone could do if they're just starting out? Like what's something they could do to make their packaging feel small when they don't have a lot to invest into their packaging yet? Yeah. So a, I think a branded like stationary, definitely get some of that. You could have a designer create that if you have someone, you know, professionally do your brand design, you can honestly just have your logo turned into a stamp and like stamp it on something that can be, there's tons of really affordable ways to do that so that you can write a handwritten note, a thank mm-hmm. you note to put that in there. Cause that's great when you're small. And then outside of that, I think poly mailer bags and boxes, you don't even have to get these like custom designed. Obviously I think that's the best route because it's going to reflect your brand. But if you are really on a budget, there are brands out there like little small businesses who will sell pre-designed poly mailer bags. So, you know, look at a few of those websites, find a design that kind of matches your brand or your brand strategy, or just like, you know, the general aesthetic and order a bunch. I mean, it's a very affordable way, but it's, I've heard of, I don't know who was talking to the other day, but they were saying that like, they remember that someone, they ordered a product from Etsy and it came in this like, random palm tree printed poly mailer bag and it didn't make any sense but it was like it was memorable and they were like they remember thinking like oh this is fun like it's kind Mm -hmm. of fun it's different from getting like a brown craft paper box on my doorstep so yeah I always think that's just like a super super affordable like baseline place that you could start if you're in that DIY space Yeah. I also love when I get a package from a small business and it's like sealed with one of their stickers. I think that that's really fun. Like, cause you can get cheap stickers almost Mm -hmm. anywhere. And I think that's a fun way to just start branding your packaging Mm -hmm. experience without having a lot of money up front. Yes. I love that idea. Or even like, I feel like with stickers being so affordable, you could even like, you know, put one on the package and then leave one inside. Yeah, or that's the I customer to use. Yeah, it's yeah. that's a great point. I send client thank you gifts and they're kind of branded. They're themed around coffee. And I've chosen like different companies that I've worked with to provide the gifts. And then I put a sticker in it and then I seal it with a sticker on the box because the boxes are pretty plain because I'm only sending out like 14 of these a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I, but it's just fun because I love coffee and people know me for loving coffee. So I have like a 
my candle client, one of her candles, and there's a little branded coffee mug in it. And, and then there's a sample of coffee from one of my clients, Jomo Coffee Co. And they're just business owners that I really align with their core values. And I wanted to support my clients by curating this gift. Yeah, it was really fun. I thought that was more I fun than that. sending something generic. I love that so much. I've been trying to brainstorm some good client gifting things to switch it up. And I, I like the idea. I've seen a lot of people do like branded merch, but part of me is like, I don't know if I was, re- if I would receive branded merch from someone else, I don't know if I'd wear it unless it like really made sense, you know, cause it's like, I'm right. not a huge brand. I'm not Nike. I'm not going to pretend to be Nike. You don't need a hat with my logo on it. <laughs> I agree. My branded merch. I was like, I wanted it to be towards the client. So it said the mugs say you are powerful. Cause power oh. is like one of my words. Right. Yeah. And so I just want to remind them that they are powerful. And then it has like a teeny tiny little logo on the back. Now, next time I do them, I'm going to make them prettier, but I thought it was fun at the time, but now I'm like, it's kind of plain. <laughs> That's a good idea though. Okay. So it's like kind of, you know, loosely tied back to your brand and the brand values and and they'll remember just, who gave it to them, but yeah. it doesn't say product powerhouse because that's kind right, of right. Yeah, they can still like carry it around and get confidence on how cool it looks. And yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, that. Absolutely. Will you tell us about your packaging checklist? Yes. So I have this free packaging checklist that's out right now. And essentially, it walks you through the before, during, and after of the packaging design process. So For anyone who's listening, who has tried to DIY their packaging, you know, I'm sure that it is quite a process. So I put together a pretty extensive checklist of all the things you need to kind of compile and prepare before you enter the design phase. Then I do like a quick overview of what in like how the design phase and process works. And then two things you can do to help set your products up for success after the fact, one of them being getting a Shopify website designed because that is so important. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we have the link for Whitney's checklist in the show notes. So if you are thinking it's time to up-level your packaging or you feel lost with your packaging, you can grab that checklist. Like I said, the link is in the show notes. Before we jump off, I love to ask and just remind people like, no matter where you are in business, no matter what you do, we're always learning. We're always striving for like the next level. So what is something that you are currently learning or working towards in your own business? One thing I'm like really working towards is creating my own client gifting experience. I've done just like gift boxes from other gifting companies in the past. So I'm trying to challenge myself to come up with something that's like really fun and memorable for my own brand. Because I know if you talk to any designer, it's somehow very difficult to design for yourself because you're so (laughs) close to it versus designing for other people because you can bring in that third party view. I guess I'm I'm constantly learning how to like streamline the packaging process because there's so many moving parts. I feel like that's one thing I'm, you know, always interested in like seeking more education on and growing and like listening to my clients and their feedback because there is just, there's so many moving parts and I just want to better assist my clients in, in more areas than just the design process, because it can be, there are a lot of terms you need to know when you're talking to your vendors and the people who are going to produce your packaging. And I usually can't be there in person for that, you know, or talk on the phone to your vendors for that. So I'm always looking for different ways to 
help guide my clients through that process because it can be kind of overwhelming at times. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. I find that in e-commerce, especially so many pieces are intertwined that you don't even realize it. Like just how we've been able to say, well, yeah, on your website, this, and on your packaging, this, like so Mm -hmm. much of it is intertwined and it's a lot for people to know. There are a lot of hats to wear for e-commerce business owners and man, they blow me away with how much they can do, but having like support from, you know, your different people, your brand designer, your package designer, your web designer can really help because, because everything's so intertwined, we kind of have like a little bit of knowledge everywhere. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know definitely. I'm awful. I'm always like asked questions about shipping and I'm like, I don't know. I'm a web designer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I know quite a bit, but also sometimes I'm like, we're going to have to talk to this person to find out that answer. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, there's, I mean, think about all the people you could possibly outsource stuff to in a service-based business. And then I like take it to the next level for product-based people because mm-hmm. there's just so much you have to, to learn. I think it's, I respect all product-based businesses so much for everything that they do as a new business owner because it's mm-hmm. it's difficult. It's a lot of roles you have to step into. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I started this podcast in the first place because there are not as many resources for business owners who are product-based businesses. Yes. Like there is fewer people supporting them and providing them information. And so I just wanted to gather all that information as much as I could for them. Yeah. I mean, I love that cause because I've definitely noticed that as well. There's a fraction of the amount of people in the product-based space offering help and information compared to the service-based space. Mm -hmm. Whitney, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your expertise about packaging. It's been really enlightening and I'm really excited for this episode. We will absolutely share your checklist so people can get their hands on that. Can you tell us where is the best place to hang out with you online? That would definitely be Instagram, uh, which I think you mentioned before, but for anyone who missed it, it's at the Wild Hive Studio is my Instagram handle. So spend most of my social media time on Instagram. (laughs) Same, like too much of it. We will definitely have the link to your Instagram, the link to your website, and the link to your checklist in the show notes. Be sure to go follow Whitney on Instagram because she shares so many cool tips and tricks and like case studies and information about packaging. You're going to be fascinated. I am, and I don't even have a product to package yet, but I'm thinking (laughs) of one. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today, Whitney. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for having me. This was awesome to chat with you. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.